welcome to this edition of the Alabama Historical Association's podcast program. I'm your host, Marty Olaf, and I talk with people who conduct interesting research and do interesting things concerning Alabama history. You can find out more about the Alabama Historical Association, a membership organization devoted to Alabama history, by pointing your browser at our website, www.alabamahistory.net. Our guests today are Dr. Tara Douglas, co-owner of Broadway Spinal Care and member of the Silicaga Historical Commission, Ms. Tracy Thomas, director of the B.B. Comer Memorial Library, and Dr. Ted Spears, president of the Silicaga Arts Council and chairman of the Silicaga Marble Festival. Dr. Douglas will talk about the history of Silicaga, some of the city's interesting people, places, and events. Ms. Thomas will discuss the Comer Library as the Alabama Historical Association pilgrimage host and some of its attractions. And Dr. Spears will finish us out with a discussion about the attractions and sites that we'll see on the AHA pilgrimage tour. Thank you all for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Let's begin with you, Dr. Tara Douglas. Tell us about the history of Silicaga. We sit along a 32-mile-long vein of some of the purest, whitest marble in the world, Marble City, which is our nickname. And we're very lucky that this part of the vein that we're on, it's over one and a half mile wide vein of marble. Marble has played a big part of our history. We started having quarries here in the 1830s. One of the very first people to have a quarry here was Dr. Edward Gant. As a young man, he came through here with Andrew Jackson in the War of 1812, and then again in the Creek Wars that were in 1813 and 14. He was a surgeon for the militia that came through, and it was assumed that he probably saw marble outcroppings around here when he was coming through. When Alabama became a state in 1819, he moved here from Tennessee, and then as soon as land was available to purchase in 1830s, he started buying up land in Talladega County here in Sylacauga. So he was one of the very first people to have a quarry here, and there were a couple of other very notable quarries here that were pre-Civil War. We had the Heard Brothers who had quarries here. They came over from Scotland, and they were a very good group because they kind of played on each other's strengths. So the oldest brother, George, was a businessman. So he ran the quarry. And then John Hurd was known as the person who could put the most letters on a marble tombstone the quickest. And so they did tombstones from their quarry, obviously. And the brother David was very artistic. So he did a lot of carvings on the marbles, headstones to make them beautiful. And you can still see a lot of those today here at the Silicaga Cemetery. The Hurd brothers are actually buried there. And we have a lot of marble tombstones there and a lot of carvings that were done by the Heard brothers and others. The Heard brothers were known for their carvings of intertwined hands or weeping willow trees and birds on the tombstones. And you can see all of that in the cemetery today. We were incorporated in 1838. And a lot of those original merchants, a lot of the quarry owners, a lot of the landowners are buried up there. So there's a tremendous amount of history in that cemetery. And it's the last remaining part of old town Silicaga. The original town is not there because of a tornado that came through. But we still have that cemetery there with all the history. Another early quarry owner is buried there. He has my favorite name of all of them. His name was James Madison Napoleon Bonaparte Nix. 
And they called him Alphabet Nicks for obvious reasons. He was the third quarry owner that was very notable in pre-Civil War times. He's buried up there as well. He was tied in with Gantt's quarry also because when they did the Washington Monument in 1848, they didn't use silicaga marble on the outside of it, but they did ask all the states to send some marble. And we had two pieces that came from silicaga from Gantt's quarry, but Alphabet Nix, his company, is the one that put the letters on it and gave the finished product there. He was very important and had a really profitable quarry here in town. Again, you can see all of those at the cemetery. And I do want to note that that cemetery is on the Alabama Register of Landmarks and Heritage. And it was the very first cemetery in Alabama that was given that honor. We're very fortunate to be on that registry and to have that here in town. The town moved in 1890 to our Broadway Avenue, and that's where our downtown is. You can walk through there and really see a lot of marble on the buildings, in the buildings. Uh, you can get a good look at how important marble was to this area. And all of those buildings were built in the late 1890s, early 1900s. But marble's not the only thing that was important here at that time. In 1897, B.B. Comer, who later became the governor of Alabama, he started Avondale Mills, and he started it in the Avondale area of Birmingham, but he decided to move his corporate headquarters here to Sylacauga in 1907. And so we had the corporate offices here. He built several mills here for Avondale. It was a thriving business for 99 years here. So the Comer family and Avondale Mills, they were a huge huge part of this town for that period of time. A lot of that history can be seen at the B.B. Comer Memorial Library and at the Isabel Anderson Comer Museum. You can just drive through town and see that influence that Avondale had and that the Comers had, even though Avondale is no longer here. They, they shut down in 2006, but you know it was a big part of this town for so long. So that's an important part of our history is that denim mill that was here providing so many jobs for so long. But we also have some quirky history and some other things that put us on the map. Jim Neighbors was born and raised here. And of course, Jim Neighbors was Gomer Pyle on the Andy Griffith show and his spinoff show, Gomer Pyle USMC. We have a whole room dedicated to him at the museum here in town and a lot of memorabilia and a lot of information about him. Then also, I guess the quirky history here is we are the first place and I believe the only place that someone has been hit by something from outer space and survived to talk about it. In 1954, so November 30th, 1954, I believe it was 1249 p.m., Miss Ann Hodges was minding her own business laying on her couch and a meteorite came through the roof of her house and hit a radio and bounced off of it and then hit her in the hip. So she had a big, nice bruise to show that she survived a meteorite coming through her roof and it left a three foot hole there. So we've got a replica of that meteorite at the museum and a lot of newspaper clippings and information about what happened because that was a very interesting set of things that happened after that. She became famous for a short period of time for that. And there was a fight over who actually owns the meteorite. Did she own it because it hit her or did the person who owned the house own it? ultimately ended up in Tuscaloosa at the Natural History Museum. That's a little claim to fame that we have here with the Hodges meteorite. Moving on, let's talk to Tracy Thomas, who's the director of the B.B. Comer Memorial Library, who will tell us about being the host for the Alabama Historical Association pilgrimage and about the unique setup in the Comer Library. Thank you so much for having us on today. You know, I was trained by Dr. Shirley Spears, so you know I love to talk about the library. I just want to say that we were thrilled last year when Mark Wilson and Ruth Truss called and wanted to know if they could come visit the library and visit Sylacauga. And so 
and we fed them really good that day. And then they chose Sulacaga as the site of the pilgrimage site. It may have been the food that did it. I'm not sure, but we were really thrilled that they asked Sulacaga to be the site. More importantly, we were thrilled that the library can play a part in helping host that event. Because if you've ever visited the Comer Library, you know that we're more than a library. We're more like a cultural arts center. We have original artwork. We have marble sculptures. We have a program lineup that promotes cultural arts and enrichment programs all during the year for adults and kids. And then the facility itself, we have private study rooms and we have a state-of-the-art meeting complex that I think makes us a perfect location to host this event for the AHA because we have a great auditorium so we can really handle the amount of people that may come through that weekend. I want to say, too, that Dr. Shirley Spears was our former director, but she's still very involved with the Comer Library Foundation and so very much a part of this pilgrimage weekend. But she always positioned this library to be a community partner and to help provide organizational support for so many organizations in our town and in our state. That includes the Sylacauga Arts Council, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, the Magic of Marble Festival, the local hospital, everybody. So when the AHA came calling and wanted to know about doing this pilgrimage weekend, it just plays into the culture that we've already established here at the library that we love being an organizational support partner for so many things. The use of our facility, we feel like it's going to be a make this a really successful weekend for the pilgrimage. We've also been able to work with the AHA organizers to help them connect to local resources here in the town. We think that we have got a great weekend lined up. Dr. Ted Spears is going to talk in a minute about some of the great sites that people will be able to see in Sylacauga. But as far as the library goes, on Friday evening, we're going to have a great kickoff with Dr. Wayne Flint. Then after his program, we're going to have a great reception here in the library. We have a great lobby space. We have the great auditorium space. But we have a jazz band that's going to play. It's Mike Watts and Friends. And we've seen them before, and they are a fantastic jazz group. We're also going to have a reception catered by the Hickory Street Cafe here in Sylacauga. And then, of course, the library itself will be open, and we'll be doing tours of the artwork and tours of the marble sculpture. And there'll be a couple of other things going on in the lobby that Dr. Ted will tell you about in a few minutes. But I do want to mention that the library has a wonderful collection. It's Avondale Mills Crockwell Art Collection. And you just heard Tara talk about the significance of Avondale Mills and the Comer family in our community, but the Crockwell collection is a collection of original oils by Douglas Crockwell, and he was commissioned by Avondale Mills in the 1940s to do a series of industrial art ads for the Saturday Evening Post. Crockwell and Rockwell were somewhat rival artists, and when you see these paintings, you will see that their styles were very similar in nature. One of the things that makes these paintings really unique to our area is that the people that are featured in the paintings are all Avondale Mills employees and their families. Avondale Mills had several locations around the state, so we do know that all the subjects in the paintings aren't necessarily Sylacauga locals. They could be any of Avondale Mills associates, but these paintings are really cherished because of their significance in Avondale Mills history with their art ad. 
when Avondale Mills closed in 2006, it was Dr. Shirley Spears that went to bat and she was just integral for having them donated to the Comer Library. And this is where they will be on permanent display. So we're really proud to have those and we'll certainly be doing tours and talking about those paintings that night. We're also the home to the Magic of Marble Sculpture Collection, which if you've never seen it, it is truly a sight to see. It's beautiful. I have to thank Dr. Ted Spears, who is chairman of the Magic of Marble Festival, for all of his hard work. He works year-round. The festival is for about 12 days in April, but he works year-round to work on our relationships with the quarries and to promote the great things that they do for our community. And then Dr. Shirley Spears, who works with the State Council on the Arts Grant, she writes that, she administers it, she evaluates it. And that actually allows the visiting Italian sculptor to come to Sylacauga for nearly two weeks to participate in the festival. At the end of the festival, when the Italian sculptor leaves, the library gets to keep that piece of artwork. So right now we have close to 50 pieces of marble sculpture here in the library, many of those done by the Italian sculptors. We have some outside on the front lawn. There are a few pieces across the street on the lawn at City Hall. And then we have, of course, the great collection inside the libraries. We'll be showing off those sculptures and taking people on tours and talking more about the marble. We will have lots of displays set up around the library. There will be things that are local to Sylacauga and nature, and then there will be some others with us, like University of Alabama Press. Of course, we'll be here with some displays, some tables set up. I do want to mention that Lee Centel and the Alabama Tourism Department, along with the Sylacauga Arts Council, are helping us to promote the AHA and the pilgrimage and to promote the Sylacauga community. One of the things that Dr. Shirley Spears always instilled in us was that every time you have a visitor, every time you have a tour group come through the library, you're helping the local economy because they're shopping, they're eating, they're gassing up vehicles, they're staying in our hotels. And so we're just really grateful for this opportunity to help host the pilgrimage because it does a lot of exposure for the library, a lot for the Marble Festival, and for our community as a whole. So thank you so much for the opportunity today to talk about that. Thank you for telling us about so much that's going on in the obviously historically important town of Sylacauga. Unfortunately, when you're driving between Columbus and Birmingham, it's real easy just to drive the bypass by Sylacauga and not know anything that's going on there. But obviously, there's so much going on in Sylacauga. There's also a number of places to see and experience in Sylacauga. And Dr. Ted Spears president of the Sylacauga Arts Council and chairman of the Marble Festival. Please tell us about the other sites that we're going to see when the AHA comes for its fall pilgrimage. Thank you for this opportunity. I have to echo one or two things that Tracy brought up. The library has been essential to everything that we've done as far as developing the Marble Festival. Without it, we probably would just have been a passing fancy but because of it, we now have become a destination for people and visitors. That's one of the things that we were after. I know that when the people went to Pietra Santa from here, when Al Head, he carried the governor with him and Lee Sintel, the tourism. And while they were there, they were busy in the Carrara mines. That's where Michelangelo did his thing, a statue of David and his other things. The governor, while they were touring the mines, walked up to Al Head and said, 
you know, I can't believe you brought me 3,000 miles to look at white marble when right outside my hometown of Ashland in Sylacauga, they've got the most beautiful place in the world for marble. So why don't you call them and see if they won't participate in the cultural exchange with Pietrasanta? Well, naturally, they contacted us because we had a footprint in the arts world. And so Al contacted me and I contacted the mayor and city council. And what you're seeing is a fulfillment of the governor's request. So politics are extremely important to us even today. One of the other things that Tara mentioned was Ms. Hodge and the meteorite. We have another out-of-the-world experience here, and it's called Bluebell Creameries. <laughs> and Bluebell Ice Cream is just famous in the universe, not only in Alabama. And so that is one of the tours, and they're open, and people can not only get a good look, but a good taste. And we're just thrilled that Bluebell is making their plant available to us. And even though the plant won't be operational, the ice cream parlor will be open and ready to serve all the people. We are listed the Purcell Farms with their golf course and their hotels and their registry. Uh, they've been a part of this community for uh, since the turn of the century, really with Parker Fertilizer in the beginning and then Purcell now. They have been a very important ingredient when we are looking at industrial development and jobs and what have you. There will be tours to the Purcell Farm. Tara mentioned the Sylacauga Cemetery. It's one of the oldest in the state and certainly one of the oldest one here in Sylacauga. They have cleaned it up and the Heard Brothers are leaving us a lot of things and they've got all sorts of tours for that and we will be handling that. And then across the street from that, the First Baptist Church has the most outstanding selection of stained glass windows that in 1904, they hired a German artist to do uh, eight or nine stained glass windows. We just marvel at the fact that in 1904, that they had enough money to hire a German firm to do that. So we're going to visit that. And the minister there has a beautiful tour in which he explains the saints in the windows, the stained glass, the name of the company, and the place in Germany that all of that came from. One of the interesting things about the marble industry is that it made a transition from strictly sculptural art to being in commercial products. You find marble in all sorts of food. It's in your flour. If you eat bread, it's in petroleum, it's in plastics, it's in metal, it's in fertilizer. It was an interesting thing when that happened, it uh, turned the Marble City kind of got lost. But the Marble Festival had brought that back. Now we genuinely, the Marble City, because we were having the beautiful sculptures that developed here. It has almost 50 pieces here, about 20 or 25 more from the artists from Piestra Santa. But before that, we didn't have anything here. So now we have come in 16 years close to being the most interesting and dynamic sculpture exhibit in the state of Alabama, certainly in the southeast, as far as I'm concerned. Just down the road is the Coma Museum. They will be open. The museum was first occupied a WPA library built in the 30s, and they transformed it into a beautiful museum. And the people there have done a magnificent job with 
whatever usually goes into a museum, the, the paintings, the uh, historical aspects, the aspects of the community, and the aspects of looking to the future in art and uh, serving children and looking at artistic needs of the community. And so you will have an opportunity to see that. One of the most exciting things to me is the Rising Star Baptist Church. This is a historically black church here in Sylacauga. That church in the, in the 1800s, uh, they've got the, the deed where they bought the three acres of land to begin the, the church, and they've got a cemetery there, and they are preparing some religious music for us. They will be at the reception. We want everybody to visit, and they're thrilled to have us, and we'll get a tour of the church and the cemetery and the history of their struggle to bring Christianity to the Black community. The Civil War Trail, which is a part of our recreational department, it's about a 15-mile thing for bikes and for walking. And this walking tour and biking tour touches almost to the Penhody Trail. And we're working on that, and we're hoping this publicity we get from this pilgrimage will help us get approval to connect to the Penhody Trail, which is, as you know, connects from the Appalachian Trail. And then downtown, we've had a wonderful renovation owned by two people, Alan and Julie Sanders. Julie will show you the places they renovated and some hotels and other business establishments which is pretty well renovated downtown and brought back restaurants downtown. And so that has really been wonderful. When you look at what was there in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s and, and how they brought it back to life, it's been the most fantastic thing that we've ever seen and probably the most valuable at making us a destination point. And then we'll have our sculpting residence. He'll be at his uh, cage on the one of the streets on Norton Avenue and we talking about his experience and what has gone on since he came on board after our about third or fourth year of the, the festival. We're just thrilled that you all are coming and welcome to the Marble City. Well, thanks a lot for welcoming us. And we certainly do have a lot to look at. And with the Bluebell Creamery, we have a lot to spend our money on. May I interrupt you? One of the things I forgot is something that I was being responsible for, but we have an artist during the reception who will be painting. He was a graduate of Silicon High School. He was a sculptor here, Frank Murphy. He was one of the outstanding graduates we had, a graduate of Montevallo and then Louisville Seminary as a Baptist preacher in addition to that. He will be doing a live painting and we are hoping that people will be able to move by it during the reception and watch him and look at it and see what Frank is doing. He's got four or five pieces of sculpture here that has no comparison to anything but greatness. So we get to see that. Excellent. This is a fabulous program, and I'm certainly looking forward to it. Is there anything we haven't covered? Nothing that I can think of other than we're excited about everybody coming to town. And uh, we have so many people in our community that have stepped up and said, we want to volunteer. We want to help. We want to be a part. So we're looking forward to introducing our community that may not be aware about what all the Alabama Historical Association does to that organization as well. 
And I can speak for the Alabama Historical Association to say that we are looking forward to meeting all of you on the AHA pilgrimage to Sylacauga, October 27th and 28th, 2023. I appreciate y'all speaking with us about what we'll see here in Sylacauga and about the history of Sylacauga. And thanks again. Thank you for having Thank us. You. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another edition of the Alabama Historical Association podcast program. Our music is the traditional tune, Whistle By, performed at City Stages in 1996 by James Bryan and Carl Jones. It's provided courtesy of the Alabama Folklife Association, which you can find on the web at alabamafolklife.org.